Hey, if you like us and think we're doing a good job, please leave a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this. It really helps grow the show. Also, check out the video version of the podcast at our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash C slash Haposupremacy. And now, let's get into what's happening. Hey, what's happening? Episode 97. I am Shane. And I'm Nico. And we're very happy and excited to have Freckles and Brit. Uh, they're the hosts of the Freckles and Brit show. It's, it's very hard to, to remember. Uh, so how are you, how you guys doing? Good. It's great to be here talking to you guys and not in a car. So... <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm glad we're here. This is gonna be great. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, just to ease ourselves in before we, you know, really take a deep dive into what we're gonna uh, discuss. Um, how'd you guys start your your podcast and your in your show? Uh, whoever wants to go first. You want to start, Britt? <laughs> uh, sure. So I had decided that I wanted to do a podcast, and yeah. I kept throwing it around for like months and months. I was actually on other people's um, shows and I decided, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I kept asking Freckles like, hey, would you come on? Would you be my first guest? We were already friends and I thought it would just be fun to have her on because then I wouldn't be too nervous because we talked, you know, it wasn't like somebody I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And um, like, I don't know, we just the very first show we just i was like hey do you just want to do this every week and we'll just do it together and we'll change the name of the show and this will be what it is so yeah. before even the first episode came out we had just decided like this works really well and yeah so like before we started this podcast like it was right around corona when we started but just because like i was so busy just planning a wedding that may or may not ever happen and then that got you know postpone slash who knows what's going to happen now and Britt was like hey want to do a podcast I was like you know what I've got time now I haven't had time in a while let's do it yeah so, good stuff it's been fun so you started right around when coronavirus hit that's like a perfect time to start a podcast <laughs> yeah I, like right I think like the week like we were still making fun of the two-week order when we started hmm. so I mean, it was, it's not like, we haven't been around very long. It just yeah. feels like 10 and a half years because of coronavirus, but that's yeah. True. yeah. But yeah, we've got time now. We don't leave anywhere. So it's a great time to just sit around on Zoom and talk with your friends and record it, I guess. <laughs> and luckily everyone will be on Zoom soon. So, cause we're not allowed to leave our house ever again. I think that's the rules now. I'm not sure. So I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, you know, like you were saying, the, the two-week order turns into who knows how long it's going to be now. 15 days to slow the spread. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. For 15, 15 days, like what, eight months ago, nine months ago now? It's insane. I feel like we're able to like, like kind of develop our hobbies though. Like I started this podcast and um, I crochet and I started drinking a lot and um, 
I, I do more drugs than I did before. So a lot of things have developed that I really didn't know that I was even into before. And, and I'm getting really good at them. So. so you're turning into a real libertarian then. You're doing all the drugs and all the drinking. Absolutely. All of them. Yeah. And homeschooling. And I homeschool. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Perfect libertarian right there. Right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, considering the coronavirus, how long do you think it's going to take before we just don't talk about coronavirus anymore now that we have a new president, maybe, possibly? I don't know. People are partying in the streets, right? So it already feels like it's over. But who knows right. with with this guy? What it's Well, it's not the guy. It's, it's the woman behind the guy. Like, who knows what's going to happen? I don't know. Behind every bumbling idiot in charge, there's a strong woman telling him what to do or something, something. Yeah. I don't really remember what the rules are. Um, I actually think there's a very specific uh, trajectory for what we'll see with coronavirus. I think that it's slowly going to start to go away. Mm. We're only going to hear about the deaths if they drop drastically. And right around midterms, we're going to have a huge coronavirus uptick Everyone's mm. going to be dying and we're all going to have to vote by mail again. So that that is a good possibility. I was going to say it's either going to go to one of two ways. Either he's going to lock down the whole country and it's going to become this very serious thing. Or if he becomes president, he, it will just like go away and everybody will forget that that had happened. That's the thing. I'm like conflicted on which one of those two is going to happen because I've I've thought of both as complete possibilities i i don't know just depends on on what they want i don't know I, yeah i think both of them i i really do i think that we're gonna continue to see mask mandates and pushing for a vaccine we're gonna say look at how good we're doing um people aren't dying as much people like we're just gonna pretend that people aren't getting sick at the same rate and that therapeutics and hospitals learning about this virus is the reason why people aren't dying. And um, we're going to, the country is going to try and, you know, we're going to hail Joe Biden as some coronavirus hero, but at the same time, it's always going to be hanging over our head. So anytime they need to get us back in control, that's what they're going to use is coronavirus because it's a, it's a good, it's a good, uh, like sheep herding, you know, hook is up. Oh, look, these cases are going up again. Um, so, and, and people have been um, really good about just doing exactly what they're told and then yelling at their neighbor when they get out of line. Um, even if they don't actually know the rules, they've just decided to take it upon themselves in a lot of cases to tell you new rules that they believe should be in charge and then scream at you until you comply. So I'm glad, I'm glad that this is, you know, the status or stating well. Yay. Yay. So no you're democracy. So Brit is in California, if anyone didn't know. Um, what do you think about uh, your governor's whole take on the whole Thanksgiving <laughs> stuff? <laughs> you know, you got to have your own separate turkeys because mm -hmm. they have to be, you know, they have to be all separated dishes, right? Yes. Yeah, our turkeys have bit. to be six feet apart and uh, they can't sing, I think. The turkeys <laughs> can't sing and... Uh, they all have to wear hair gel, I think is the newest <laughs> mandate now. Um, and if you plan on having wine, it has to be from a Newsom winery. Um, so yeah, it, I, 
in all honesty, I think it's ridiculous. I, I, I can't even fathom why people are still listening. And I just think that they're not. Um, I'm going to probably get in a lot of trouble for this because people from California, especially libertarians from California, always think it's horrible that I say this. But Los Angeles is full of a ton of people. And I don't know about the rest of the state because I really don't care about them. But <laughs> it's full of a ton of people that want to, you know, how dare you? You better follow the rules. But then they every single one of them thinks that the rules don't apply to them. So they're going to be shaming others for not following the rules while simultaneously every single one of us feeling like we are above them. And I, I don't know how it's going to I don't know how it's going to work out. I think that that's I think Newsom knows that and that he's just going to keep doing this stuff. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm shocked that people still I, I'm shocked that. He went to court, was told that he was violating the Constitution, and people came back and said, like, how dare the court not let him violate our constitutional rights? I, I was just like, okay, this is where we're at now. You're, it's, just, it's just literally a full state of idiots. Just a complete, like, just every, like, you're all just idiots. So, who knows? Well, I guess not nobody, no, nobody cares about the Constitution anymore. No, not you in know. California. So yeah, and I don't know. What about what about you uh, in Cal in Colorado? Right, Colorado. Yep, Colorado. I mean, yeah, we're under this like mandate where you can't gather more than ten people from two households, and that's just like okay. I don't have a bunch of kids, and none of my friends have a bunch of kids. So I can only see like one friend at a time, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, how, how would they even police that? Like they're going to have some guard going to say, I see more than 10 people in there. But, oh, it's one household. Okay. It's fine. Just like some Karen has to tell on you, I guess. I don't know. It's bizarre. And in Denver, it's like no more than five people from two households, which is just like, okay. that's insane. <laughs> I'm glad I don't live there at least, but oh, yeah, this, this state has become very blue. I remember when it was a swing state, but n no more for sure. Like I live in a little bubble where everything is like pretty conservative, even potentially libertarian because people don't even want to pay for street lights here. Huh. Like, I don't know. Uh, Denver, Boulder are just too heavy, I guess. That's just how it always goes, right? Oh man, I was about talking about swing states here in Texas. Oh boy. I know that what, what do you, you were you were saying, oh, we used to be a swing state and I'm thinking like it's only a matter we, of time. We can get into some election stuff now, but uh yeah, when when they were calling the the Texas votes and everything, we were like, why is it so close? This is scary. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it it can't really be a surprise because I mean, Beto O'Rourke was this close from beating Ted Cruz. Mm -hmm. You know? So well, Beto's a cool guy. Yeah. He wears nice clothes and he stands with horses. Well, yeah. And he says the F word. <laughs> yeah, I know. He says, uh, he says bad words like us normal people. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like you were saying, to get into the election thing. But one of the things that I did want to kind of mention was because mail-in ballots was mentioned. And it, I think it's actually something that Nico and I kind of disagree on. It's that um, – I feel if Donald Trump wasn't constantly talking shit about mail-in ballots, maybe more of his maybe more of his people would have done it instead of just no, don't do it. It's terrible, and then complain when all these mail-in ballots are overwhelmingly going to Joe Biden. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I 
Hmm? Sorry, I was just going to tell. Uh, so my thinking is, is like, I get that. That makes sense. But if he already thinks there's going to be fraud, then it's kind of doesn't matter whether they vote or not by mail-in votes because he's not going to accept it as real votes. You know what but I mean? At least like the but, but at least some of votes. them will be with his name on it, you know, circled in instead of just, oh, why are 100,000 mail-in ballots all for Joe Biden? Where, where are the ones for me? I don't get it. It's like, well, you're constantly talking about yeah, fraud and how terrible it is. I mean, I get it. I mean, it is not the best system. I mean, shit. People lose regular mail all the time from the Postal Service. You know, so get there, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it's just a cluster. We'll just say that. Yeah, I could see either way, actually. I never thought about it that way, Shane, but I don't know. Maybe that's true. I, but actually, I don't know. The thing is, you know, there's some states that have been doing mail in ballots this whole time, but they are like all Democrat states from what I remember. So I don't freaking know anymore. I don't know what's right. I don't. I, I know this election isn't right at the very least, or it doesn't feel right to me based on what I'm seeing now mm. with all the, all the statistic models that just kind of show that it doesn't make sense, but maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm a snowflake. Maybe I'm just like not willing to accept the election. Like the leftist last time. I don't know. You're That's not willing to accept the election. I can't, I can't tell. I can't tell if I'm being rational or not anymore. <laughs> Well, from what we know, uh, this is just oh, kind of like you made to pull that up. Yeah, you can bring it up. There's a thread on this uh, with that has their sources underneath everything, and and they have like predictions in this thread. But I'm not gonna go over the predictions. I just want to go over like the beginning part of it because um, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. So we're recording this on Sunday. What is today? Eighth. November eighth. So if anyone's listening to this after, maybe they already know more. But um. So as of right now, the states that are recounting, like they're going to recount all the votes, are Georgia, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Arizona, which are all the swing states basically, right? Pretty much, yeah. Um, and a lot of them, uh, the problem with the some of the votes was that they used a, a system called Dominion where they, like the votes weren't exactly accurate. And, and who was uh, who's one of the owners behind that company? Uh, one of the lobbyists oh, behind, lobbyist, behind one, that company was Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> um, just saying. Sucky. It's weird. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, there's this, like, like we were saying, this long thread here. So if anyone wants to look it up, it's uh, it's at and it's philosophe, I, I think. We'll, we'll put it in the description so everyone can read it because we're not going to go through it. It's a pretty long thread, but it's it's pretty interesting because I'll go and stop it. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's pretty interesting because, you know, I guess saying that uh, I don't want to, uh, I guess, um, accept the election results or even even um, I don't know. I don't know what the right word is, but just uh, think that maybe there's some shenanigans happening. You're not allowed to say that's a conspiracy theory. You know, but but these are the same people, right, who are talking about oh Russian collusion and Russia, 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 and they were even saying that before the uh, election was happening. They were saying, oh Russia's gearing up for some, uh, they're gearing up for some colluding of our election, and then I guess Russia just didn't do it hard enough or something like that. You know, they didn't they didn't fuck over our election, you know, that hard. So I don't know. Yeah, it's it's strange to me that they spent four years not 
ever once saying Trump won, but always saying Hillary lost. But four days after an election, we're not allowed to question like that Biden only got gains in the middle of the night and that they pushed mail-in voting um, hard. Like if people didn't vote mail in their votes, we were all going to die. And then on election day, the CDC on election day, the CDC comes out and says, well, if you have a coronavirus, you can still go vote. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I forgot about that. Like, I mean, nobody nobody said you couldn't go out and vote just because you have coronavirus. What you, you guys are acting like you're all going to die. Like, it was just, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I thought we just spent a year in our houses. Like, oh my God. I'm laughing, but I feel like I shouldn't be because this is so, like, sad, then, horrifying that this is the state of affairs that we live in today. And I, and this is the other thing that I found um, just like amazing is people with those Facebook and Twitter banners that said, stay safe, stay home, posting video of themselves in Brooklyn. Like we're all partying. Coronavirus be damned. We got Joe Biden now. Like, like he's not, he's not a virologist. Is he like, he doesn't, he wasn't, he's not like some like mad evil genius. It's like, haha, if you don't make me president, I won't give you the cure, right? <laughs> like I didn't miss that part of the election, right? Well, he did he, say on, on during the trailer, whatever, that he was going to cure cancer. Yeah, so he probably, <laughs> so, he probably has the cure for coronavirus I mean, too. He's I think just- at one point um, back, didn't he say when he was still running, um, when Kamala thought he was a racist, that <laughs> yeah. half the people yeah. in the country died of guns last year too. So. Yeah. May, I, I don't know. He might be off on numbers. I'm not sure. So, I mean, it's just the whole thing to me. I think that this election wasn't lost um, on election day. I think this election was lost as soon as they said mail-in ballots and the GOP didn't go hard, fight it tooth and nail. Because what happens is they're not going to find, you know, millions of, of fake ballots that have no blockchain watermark conspiracy whatever bullshit you know the the q anon is pushing what they're gonna find is millions of uh ballots that were maybe signed but the signature seems off or they all a lot of ballots seem to have a very uh similar signature because ballot harvesters were able to get them either you know out of mailboxes or um, community organizers because the left is extremely organized and extremely great about going into cities, learning their community, talking to people, giving away whatever free things they need to give away to get what they need in return. Ballots that are maybe signed by people that don't care about voting and then just left blank for harvesters to fill out. Ballots where your local neighborhood harvester was really super nice and helped you fill out the ballot and illegally told you who to vote for. And just under the pretense of like, oh, I'm just helping you out here. Here, go ahead and here's a sweater. Here's this. Here's whatever this prize of the week is. That's what, if there was an investigation, that's what I would look into. It's not going to be whatever. It's This is not a TV show. There's not going to be some like at the end where like, ha ha, we found all these like, Fake ballots with mustaches on them. Like, let's pull the come on, gang. Let's pull the mask off and see who's really behind it, Scooby. Like, no, this happened weeks ago. This 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 grift was done weeks ago. And I think 
what happened with the ballots that came in after they were holding these ballots back. They front loaded a bunch of ballots in a bunch of places. Then they let people vote on election day. Then they took what harvested ballots they need and put it over because the numbers don't make sense that they're, they're just enough to be outside of the margins for recount. They're just enough. And then I think when you, when they go back and look, I think a lot of them will be thrown out but I think it'll be just enough thrown out that Joe still wins. And that's where the grift was. And I, I and that to me is the most logical um, explanation. Do I believe that just more people voted for Joe Biden than they did Barack Obama? No, man, no, not even a little bit, not even, not even a little bit. Do I believe that the first black president of the United States that is beloved to this day and will probably be like a a superhero comic character in a hundred years like captain america to the left like no no man i don't buy that i don't buy that for one second do i buy that donald trump who got more minority votes than like i think any other sitting republican president in the history of for sure the last people? time yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah like that 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 happened and then joe biden won no, no, that's not a thing. I believe I don't. I don't buy that story. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, wow, you call Trump racist. Like you spent four years or five, whatever, six years, the whole election cycle, and then his whole presidency, calling him racist, homophobic, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, misogynistic, and yet women voted for him, minorities voted for him, like everyone voted, like gay people voted for him too. Just people voted for him. Like you can't just claim that he's all these things. When apparently the, the people who he hates like they like it, they're cool with it. <laughs> yeah, and I just wanted to mention because um, we were talking about harvesting ballots and stuff. Even if they like, because I one of the things that someone was telling me was like that in the lawsuit they're going to talk about the ballots that came in after the election day that were like dated wrong or they basically they voted after election day. Um, but I'm just wondering, like, after you take it out of the envelope, are they going to even have the date on it? So how are they going to know? Like, no. So I, I don't see a path in which, like, the courts or Trump or anyone will fix this. Like, we will be getting President Kamala soon. Like, that is just what's going to happen. You know what? We should bring up that article now because oh, okay. <laughs> this okay. is a really good uh, transition. Uh, so now I've started to see these articles pop up. There's more than one, but this is the first one that I saw. Um, this is out of courts, and it says, what happens if the president-elect dies before inauguration? Oh, man, they're really planning that soon. I feel bad for the guy. He's legit. <laughs> yeah. oh, that could, that's something that we normally say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And in the in the article, basically, they're saying like, well, you know, he's like 77. He's the oldest president elect in history. He's running in the middle of a pandemic. So it's, it's possible that he could die before taking office, you know, so we get good about it. Yeah, he survived it. And I would say he's like potentially in worse shape than Biden is like he's fatter. It's like more orange. I don't know if that affects <laughs> coronavirus. So I think it is. I think orange is a comorbidity. <laughs> But yeah, like I don't, if they wanted him to survive coronavirus, he probably would, but I don't think they want him to. Yeah, no, that was the first thing I tweeted after all this happened was like, congratulations, Joe Biden. Also, sorry, you're probably about to get COVIDed. <laughs> like, I don't think you're gonna, I, you, like, 
maybe, maybe they'll let him pick. Maybe they'll be like, look, you can either get COVIDed or just go, yeah, just go with Nancy's little committee. It's either way, like, we'll let you choose. But to think that he's going to be president, if he's president for all four years, then I, I would be shocked. I would be shocked because it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's funny, too, because when Donald Trump was elected, people were saying, oh, I wonder how long it's going to last, how his, uh, long his presidency is going to last. Because, you know, there's all the impeachment stuff. And, no, if, he ain't going to last till 2017. It's over. And then, of course, yeah. here we are. And, you know, and now we're doing the same thing with Joe Biden. But this time it's about his health because he's an old motherfucker. Yeah, but Joe Biden was literally – Joe Biden, the only reason Joe Biden was able to get into the office of president is because – he looks good for the olds. Like the olds will vote for him. They they can still look at him and be like, no, these are not Marxists. This is good old <laughs> Joe Biden. He's kind of racist. Like I'm kind of racist, even though I'm a Democrat, but I'm old. And so they must be the same party. Like Joe Biden was literally only elected to get the vote of the olds. Like that's it. That's yeah, and that's, that's why Obama used him too. Yeah, he was a Trojan horse to get Kamala in there. And really, Kamala better watch her back if Joe goes, because Nancy ain't stopping until she's running everything. And really, as evil as he is, the only thing that's going to stop Nancy Pelosi is Mitch McConnell. And yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot my tinfoil hat, but... <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, there's a lot that can happen for sure in, with this next presidency or whatever, because I don't know, like part of me just thinks if he makes it all four years, I mean, wouldn't that just be considered an accomplishment, you know, because I've, I've been saying it too with Donald Trump, like him just being elected in the first place would be considered a success because hardly anybody except for maybe Ann Coulter, the only person who really thought that he had the chance of getting the nomination was Ann Coulter. And everyone was laughing at her, saying, hey, you're a stupid bitch. You know what the fuck you're talking about. And now here we are, here almost to 2021 nearly. And, you know, he was president for all four years, so congratulations. Yeah. And, well, and and it's also possible that he could run again in 2024. And it, it's not out of the realm of possibility he, that he doesn't, you know, that he does run or whatever. Because he was like, well, you can't do that. It was like, well, there was this guy named Grover Cleveland. He did that where he became president first and then he ran again, lost. Then he ran again and he won. Yes. So, right. There's no limit on times you can run, but there's only two terms that you can be president, yeah. which is like scary because if Biden wins, then Kamala could be president for like a really long time if she wanted to be. Two and a half so. terms. Yep. And, and I mean, people are already throwing around him running against uh, like. De Santos in 2022 for governor of Florida and then going and running in 2024 for president. I don't know that he would do that, but I mean, I, I think Trump was like a Molotov cocktail that was thrown in. And I had a feeling months ago that he was not going to win this election because I, in my heart of hearts, I just... I feel like he wasn't, I, I feel like we're supposed to have Hillary Clinton winning this election again right now. I do not like her. I don't want her to win. Um, I did vote for her this year. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. We can go into that later. Obviously it was a joke vote, but some people were like, how could you vote for her? I was like, well, you know, whatever. But like, uh, 
I think that that was a plan by the establishment, um, I guess, you know, not establishment GOP or establishment Dem, whatever. I think they're one party behind the party. And I think Trump just kind of blew that up. They had another plan. Nobody expected him to win. And then he did win. They didn't have a plan to scramble and get him, right. you know, somebody else. Um, and I think that they were prepared this year. So if there's shenanigans going on in, in my mind, I, it's hard for me to believe the establishment GOP isn't in on it. Totally. They, they all seem to be jumping ship real quick. They were all, they were all against Trump from the beginning. And now they have the chance to like get rid of him real fast. They're all like on board with it. They don't care. They hated him in the first place. This had to go along with it for a few years so they didn't get like put on the chopping block by the voters. Yeah, and well also too, Fox News knew that most of their audience is gonna be Trump supporters. So they can't be talking crap to Trump all the time, you know. So yeah. they had to kind of yeah, like ride the wave, whatever. I mean, if you watch their election coverage when Trump won, everyone was devastated. You know, Megan Kelly and Brett Bear were like, oh, I don't know what the hell. Ah, what happened? It's supposed to be Jeb Bush. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Jeb. Bad. Yeah. I mean, of, sorry, I was just going to bring up the, I don't know why I thought of this, but when you were talking about um, their reactions on Fox, I was thinking about, what is that guy's name? Van? Van Jones. Van Jones. Oh, crying yeah. on CNN. I'm like, he won, or at least we, he's projected to win. Yeah. So why are you crying on TV? Like that's it's very emotional know. because even though Donald Trump, and this is from Van Jones's own mouth, Donald Trump did a lot of stuff for, yeah, did a lot of stuff for the black community or whatever. I mean, you know, give him credit where credit is due. And now he's crying his eyes out because Joe Biden became president. I, I don't know. Maybe he'll do more. Who knows? I don't know. Democrats. Yeah. Democrats are the most miserable bunch of winners I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm shocked. Like, it's, I'm not even shocked. I'm just like, what is it going to take? Like, you got the old white dude that wrote the crime bill and top cop. Like, what else do you want? You got, like, you guys, you guys should be ecstatic. You pulled off the biggest grift this country has ever seen. You literally had people marching in the streets mm -hmm. for black lives. And then you went out and literally handpicked the two people in this country that have single-handedly ruined the most black lives. Like, how you guys should be ecstatic. You should be, like... This is like a Skeletor level evil mastermind bullshit that you pulled off and you're still all angry about it. And then and celebrating her identity, the fact like, oh, you know, first black vice president, first Indian vice president, first woman vice president. Like, can we look past her identity and like look at what she's actually done? Because she's actively awful. No, yeah, you're not she, she looks like, like a... What did, what did that one person say? She's like, oh, oh my daughter um, said oh, that she Min looks like her. Oh, uh, Mindy Kaling. She said that. She's like, oh, my God. Oh. Goes, oh, she looks just like us. It's like, well, yeah. I'm sure yeah, she'll she look just like you when she puts you to the gulag, stupid. She's like she's like 90s teen coming of age sitcom ambiguous race friend. That's what she looks like. It's like she looks like all of us. We know. We know why she was picked. Like, it, it's ridiculous to me. Like, I, at the same time, though. I did tell my four-year-old daughter that this is our new vice president and she's the first lady vice president. And my four-year-old was like, can I be president someday? And now I'm going to cry because it's my kid. And like, I was, it, there was that moment where it was hard to like, even though she's 
the fucking worst. (laughs) I was like, but yeah, you can look at her in this moment and I could find some silver lining and be like, you can say this is like what you want to emulate until she gets older and realizes she's a fucking whore and that's not the person she wants to emulate. But like for right now, it's okay. Um, You can be VP. You just have to be better than Kamala. It's just that simple. (laughs) Yeah. Like you. Yeah. So um, that for that for me, just as a mom on a side note was kind of like, okay, there's some good. And even when I mentioned it though, on Twitter, people were so angry. They were like, how dare you? I was like, (laughs) Well, because she's four and I'm not going to be the mom that puts a fuck Trump sign in my kid's hand like they did in 2016 Mm. and can't teach their kids to be decent human beings because they can't adult long enough to figure it out. You know, like where you've still got kids that are so brainwashed that like my six year old came home from kindergarten last year singing dump Trump Trump like whatever, like in the in the schoolyard. Like, that's what they're singing. And I'm like, why are they letting them do this? Like, why are they, like, letting them, you know? It's just ridiculous to me. Like, why teach your kids to just be filled with hate and then have the audacity to tell the rest of us that you're the party of peace and love? Like, Yeah, yeah, that that is true. Because I was just going to say, you know, if the kids were kind of brought up to hate the state or whatever like that, I mean, I would be like, eh, that's okay. I mean, we're not supposed we, to be worshiping these people, you know? We, we can't discriminate. We have to hate everyone. Yeah, well, also, too, if, like, say, for example, in some alternate reality, Sarah Palin became vice president in 2008. I mean, <laughs> thank God it didn't happen. But if, <laughs> but if it did happen, these same people would be like, oh, look at the lady. She's vice president. Oh, this is so great. No, they all of them would be like, this bitch. They'd be like with, with Amy Coney Barrett acting like she's a freaking yeah. handmaid's tale. And I yeah. completely get rid of Roe v. Wade, which they said the same with Kavanaugh, and I'm sure they said the same with Gorsuch, but it's still here. So what yeah. about Kellyanne Conway, first woman in oh, history yeah. to pull up a winning presidential election, and they treat her like she's a wicked witch of the West? But like, that's not a, it's not a higher uh, position, though. It has to be vice president or in the Supreme Court. It can't but be even at, yeah, but even at that, I mean, like you just said, like ACB, no, you're distracted, and like. If we could just touch on this for a minute, what women's right? There's three women's here. We're three women here. I'm trying to figure out. I, I don't you're know. Maybe there's four. I don't know. I'm not gonna. You know what? I will not assume you're. Your yeah, that's right. Um, how dare you? I just want to know, for my own ignorance, how many women's rights have been won since June 22nd, 1993, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, who who apparently saved us all from the evils of the white male patriarchy, like changed everything and gave us the right to vote and like, let us have mass abortions or something. I don't really know why, why they're saying she like changed everything because she was appointed in 1993 to the Supreme court. Like, (laughs) yeah, that that was the year before I was born. That's really not all that long ago. (laughs) No, I was changed since the (laughs) nineties. Nope. I was born in 1982. Can't think of anything that's been like super changed since then. Like, did she go into like offices across the country and be like, you have to treat women equally? Cause they, they don't like <laughs> some do, some don't people are people like, I'm not sure what, what she did that was so like, that was so life changing other than uphold you know, like she was kind of an activist. And I kind of think that 
she didn't do the job that she was supposed to do a lot of times the way she should have done it, to be perfectly honest. I, I, I don't want a super conservative or a super like liberal Supreme Court justice. I just want one that upholds the law. I don't want yeah. them trying to rewrite it. Right. I mean, the, the courts are supposed to be apolitical. They're just supposed to be like, this is what this says. This is how it's interpreted there. I don't ever, I don't ever want to be able to just really assume which way a judge, a justice would vote. Mm-hmm. Like, I really don't think anyone should be able to be like, yeah, I know which side they would be on. That to me is the biggest uh, miscarriage of justice and the, the biggest like con job that I've seen on anything political in looking at all of this is that we look at Supreme Court justices and we're trying to decide which one are going to play for our side better. Mm-hmm. Like, that's scary. That is so scary. Well, it is. the whole point of having, like, the justice system is so that there isn't bias, right? Or at least that's how it's supposed to work. Yeah. But if we're going to pick people based on which team they're on or whatever, like, the, how we think that the vote in like the supreme court then doesn't that kind of get rid of the like the premise i don't know yeah it does they're supposed to be interpreters not like activists i would say like they're not supposed to be doing all this and let's be honest neil gorsuch and brett kavanaugh are extremely moderate like extremely moderate they're i don't there's no the only the that was what bothered me the most in all of this is because it wasn't that they were put on the bench or how they were put on the bench. It was that they're extremely moderate. So what is the left planning on doing? Because they're definitely not planning on trying to find balance in the Supreme Court. They're they're definitely not going to do that. I mean, that's scary to me. Just taking a moment to say, if you want to help support us, please donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash what's happening, or you can donate to us directly via PayPal. Some examples of patron benefits include early access, the full video library of old content, exclusive polls that will dictate the direction of our show, and merch. Thank you for your support. We really appreciate it. Well, that's why whenever... Uh, at least as far as I know, whenever Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were asked about packing the court, they, didn't, they wouldn't really give a straight answer. Mm-hmm. So, no. you know, and that's probably the biggest thing that a lot of people are kind of worried about is, yeah, what if they decide where well, we're going to appoint five judges to bring it to the far left? And then as far as we know, every single court ruling is going to go to the far left side or at least mm-hmm. Democrat friendly or something like that, you know? Are Joe Biden uh, tossing around circulating judges? So circulating the Supreme Court through different circuits so that there's different justices all the time in the Supreme Court, hmm. um, which if it, it, I mean, I guess that would I, I don't know. But I mean, if he's if he's throwing it out there, I'm concerned about how that would even work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's something that I think a lot of people need to be really concerned about. The other thing is, is the same thing that we always see on the left. It's consistent. The left will change the meaning of a word in casual conversation. And then if you don't stop them right there, they will continue until it's just in the, our regular dialogue. So packing the court means adding new justices. What the left is trying to make packing the court, they're trying to change that terminology to make it mean uh, the sitting 
justices that we have now when one leaves it the one might that might be more liberal it ends up being more conservative the next one we pick that's not packing the court that's filling a seat and maybe filling that seat is not exactly who you want but those are two extremely different things there we're always going to have to fill a seat there's always going to have to be someone uh new in that chamber if somebody dies or retires but adding a new seat is a completely different thing so um that's another thing that i think people just really need to be aware of going forward is the vernacular that's being used if it doesn't sound right to you in conversation i would say with anyone don't let it pass don't don't let it say don't go on to their bigger argument just stop it right there and be like i don't accept this terminology at all i don't accept your definition of this because that's the only way that we stop this because it, it always starts the left is great at starting at a small space and kind of like infiltrating and um the right tends to look at the bigger picture and always want facts and justice to get out uh, not always sometimes the right, i mean the right wants yeah but the, the right tends to look at a bigger picture and go okay let's just let's just move on because we know we have the facts on our side where the left side well we'll change the vernacular and mm. and we'll change you know people's feelings about things and um that does tend to work i mean ben shapiro can say facts don't care about your feelings all that he wants but the reason that that term works so well is because the people that like that term have really strong feelings about saying facts don't care about your feelings mm -hmm. yeah and they're always on the offensive meanwhile the right or the republicans or you know on the opposite side i guess they're always on the defensive and you know if you're constantly attacking and on the offensive whatever then more than not you're going to get your way mm -hmm. you know? yeah and like the other thing about that is that like that just kind of proves why the left kind of can controls the culture right now right because they control how we talk yeah they have hollywood and, they have the corporate press they have uh, they have the dictionary apparently yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's bizarre yeah the dictionary <laughs> um, you know big tech even i mean there's so many things that they're in control of and yet there's apparently there's also this resistance too so oh yeah and not one of them will take it out of their bio they're all like yeah. Like they are hell bent on keeping victim status because if you can't keep victim status, then people aren't going to side with you eventually. If they don't, because they don't, if you don't have facts on your side, you have to have a good story. Yeah. And if you don't have a good story, if you don't have people like, oh, but my heart just goes out to you. So yeah, I'm going to be on your side. Then you have nothing. If you're just an idiot asshole that doesn't know what they're talking about, people are going to be like, okay, go cry in the corner, you bitch. But like, they they always have this like we're the victim mentality and and people in 2020 apparently a lot of them just decided that that you know worked for them they still buy that um i'm hoping that by 2024 their people will realize like hey these aren't the these aren't the victims like i think i'm hoping more people get that like how like white dudes in like the midwest were in 2015 and 2016 where they were like i am sick of being told that like i have all this privilege when i'm dirt poor can barely survive can't you know i work 16 hours 20 hours a day and i could barely feed my family but you're telling me that i have all this privilege like i hope more people get like that like and they like like get like no man this this is not how it is and like 
like I'm starting to even see it in like pretty moderate white people. They're like, why am I constantly being shit on when I just like don't do anything to anyone ever? Like when I just am living my life trying to make it in this world, why am I just constantly being shat on? And, and look, yeah. And yeah. look what's happened too. The left has even CNN said it, MSNBC said it. I see it on Twitter constantly, consistently the last six months that Latinos and Hispanic people are now white people. Yeah. People that vote for Trump are now white. Like, which I would say this, I, I'm Italian. I actually own a book or Italians, white people, because there was a time in this country that we weren't considered white people. Mm. My grandparents would still not consider themselves white people. In fact, my grandpa was extremely racist against my dad because he didn't consider him a white person, but like I'm considered a white person, whatever, like it is what it is. That's what happens in this country. Like, but, and I'm also kind of glad, like if they're white people, then I can have tacos. It's not cultural appropriation. I'm glad about that. So you know, that's great. I think that's part of the rules now. I can sell them. I'm not really sure. I'm going to have to ask at the meeting. I don't know. But like, but you see what happens. It's like, oh, you're not falling in line with us. Okay. You're white people now. Like, I can't. It, it's weird. Are Jews white? I still have not understood or gotten an are, answer are asian question. people white or middle eastern people white i, I don't know it depends on what you think if you think the wrong way then you're white because white now is just an insult or it's meant to be an insult it doesn't even mean because i saw people um talking about like how oh you don't have to be actually like ethnically white to be white you're just considered white if you know so white just means racist conservative what does white mean anymore it's a construct just like race and sex yeah unless you're rachel dolezal yeah yeah sure. yeah and you better i think you can you can go white but you can't go back i i don't really know the rules of anything at all no rules who it knows changes a lot depends I know on who you are right yeah because like what one point about five years ago i was told we're not allowed to wear hoop earrings anymore and um, oh, yeah. i'm not sure if that's still allowed or not i i mean i, I made them all into bracelets anyways um, i so. feel like that's vaguely racist to assume that only various minorities wear hoop earrings and well and since <laughs> latinas were are the ones that i guess at that point were wearing them that now that they're white, can we wear them? <laughs> I think so. I think that's what it means. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw the um, video of Andrew Yang talking about, like, how the Democratic Party needs to, you know, kind of reform how they think about people and not just, like, in terms of, like, blocks of groups. Yeah. And then the reaction to that was that he's a white supremacist or something. Yeah, yeah. and that, that kind of thinking mentality – I mean, that's the whole reason why Trump right. was even in there in the first place because of all the constant, yeah, like white privilege and all this name calling and all this stuff. And so if you think, and, and I'm sure you've seen it too on, on social media, everyone's, oh, racism is over. And, oh, yeah. And, all, and sexism hate is, is over. Canceled. Yeah, hate's canceled. It's just, if you think that everything is just going to disappear, these people are probably going to come back stronger than ever. And who, well, who do you mean by these people? <laughs> who, who are you calling these people <laughs> i'm sorry i need to go to my uh, training afterwards but you know, like yeah like, it, this could be 
some new, like even some bigger uh, Trump. I don't even know what the word is for the name of it is, but it's Trumpism. Just, Trump Trumpism. Is, is something, but it's these group of people that they're just constantly shit on and everything like that. And I mean, we see the violence on the streets. We don't know how much more worse it could get when they're constantly saying that, you know, because of the color of your skin, you have some privileges or whatever. And I'm sure there's some truth to that. But you, but when you're constantly saying that over and over, and like you were saying, that example where if someone's working seven days a week or something like that, and they're constantly working, they can barely do anything. You know, it's just if it was like if all if every single white person was a million dollars. Sorry, like like that. If, like, if, if every single white person was making a million dollars in America, okay, I can I can see where you're coming from, right? I can kind of see where you're coming from, but. There's a lot of poor white people out there. Yeah, and and I think the thing is like saying, "Oh, you've never been um it's white privilege if you've you've never been targeted because of the color of your skin." Except that this whole argument is based on targeting people because of the color of their skin. Yeah. And I could say that to a black man is you know how many black men have been pulled over by cops and felt like they might have been they their life their safety was in danger because that cop was going like oh well i'll just give you a personal example when i was 19 years old i absolutely believed that i was going to be raped by a cop my friend happened to pull up behind us he was driving behind us and i'm so glad that he did mm. because i saw where the conversation was going it was like mm. how to get out of this ticket and how what was going to happen and it was like um i i'm not saying for one second that like uh it's exactly the same but i am saying to say that like we don't have that um that problem with police or to say that like the problem of police brutality and the problem of police oppression is just on people of color i mean that's that's it I mean, it Dr. seems to me white. They're, like this happens to white people too. That's like why we all need to unite against police brutality, not be like, no, only black people get killed by cops. We're going to turn our eyes away from anything else. It's like if we all united against police brutality, it'd be great. But instead, they decide to make it this huge racial issue. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot more nuanced, I think, sure. than, than this this whole ideology that's being pushed and i don't i don't really believe that this ideology is being pushed because of uh police brutality against black people i think that that was just we they're a catalyst needed to be to be um they just needed a catalyst to start all this and doing it right in the middle of a pandemic was a real good i mean this was just you never let a catastrophe go to waste i mean that's what happened here People can't go to their family's funerals, but if you want to go to a protest or to celebrate like Biden's win, feel free, you know? Yeah, that kind of bothers me because I keep, and I don't know how people just dismiss this, but I keep seeing videos and photos of people going out and partying and drinking from the same wine bottle, even though they're clearly not related or anything. Um, they're all just a big group of drunk people. Uh, but then like, if you see like photos of a sports event or, you know, someone wants to go to their 
family's funeral or something then mm -hmm. or a wedding then for some reason that's not allowed i don't understand and then like they say like oh it's because they're wearing masks they don't need to social distance if they're wearing a mask and i'm like that's not what the cdc says but i, I mean yeah. i thought you yeah. have a party of science i don't know right you can also what makes you think they wouldn't you could wear a mask to the funeral too like you could wear a mask yeah. to a wedding to me what happened in new york right now um i don't think anybody can look at what's going on in new york right now and say that de blasio and cuomo are not completely uh anti-semitic in how they've dealt with things yeah. and completely yeah. just uh um i'm trying to to think i mean other than uh, i can't think of anything other than anti-semitism being at play with what i've watched them say and do over these past couple months and then watch people out in the streets um with joe biden and they're they're fine with it because their guy won. I mean, and and the thing that is most um, infuriating is that tomorrow, if they said we need to all put our masks back on and stay six feet apart and stay in our houses, every one of those people standing in the street cheering would be like, yeah, what's wrong with you sick super spreader, blah, 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 idiots don't believe in science. You're the, I mean, I got, I got called that today just for saying that the, the, I, I don't want Joe Biden's education plan around my kids. Like, like these same people can go out and party in the street, but then tell me like that to not trust them after everything that we've watched that, that I'm not smart enough to like take care of my own children. That I'm not smart enough to educate them. I'm that's beyond like, I mean, it's just gaslighting that I've never seen on a level I've never seen. Do you think they all do that intentionally? Or do you think that they just don't get it? Like, I can't, I honestly can't tell. If they uh, no, I think that they, I think that they, um, I think that it's a willful ignorance. I think that they will do and say whatever they have to, to further their agenda. It's, it's just narcissistic and um, it's just incredible gaslighting. I mean, I have people in my family that will say like, oh, but wearing a mask isn't for me. It's for you know, you're doing it for other people. It's like, what are you even fucking talking about? That doesn't even make sense. I've not heard like, that make any like sense. that's, that's like the new thing that's saying like, well, I'm not putting this mask on to keep me safe. I'm keeping putting this mask on to keep you safe. What? Cause you <laughs> like, that doesn't even make sense. Don't, don't worry about me then. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like I'll put my mask on when I feel it. And, and, to be clear to anybody that's watching and you guys and Freckles already knows this, I wear masks everywhere. I wear gloves and I, and I watched tons of YouTube videos on how to take them off. I still wash my groceries. Like I'm that person. Like I do all the stuff and uh, stuff that like I heat up any like takeout food that we get and I won't walk into a restaurant because I know that my kid has a comorbidity and type one diabetes, unfortunately is like, one of the number one things more than type one diabetes or type two diabetes that people have complications with COVID. So mm -hmm. I'm extremely careful about it, but I don't go spewing bullshit telling people that like the mask is for, you know, is for me and not you and that they have to wear a mask. Like if, yeah, if you come to my house and you have to wear a mask, that's just the deal. If you're walking down the street, I'm going to be like, okay, like, whatever. Like, if I see you at the grocery store, I might turn my head if you start talking to me or something. 
but I don't expect anyone else to like go along with this. I have a huge, huge, huge issue though with people out in the street doing what they're doing and then turning around and uh, just acting like it's like it's like 1984 come to life and yeah. calling the cops on their neighbors and telling people that if they're not wearing masks they're gonna video them and dox them like it's sick it's evil it, it's literal evil we're watching wickedness and evil yeah and i don't understand why it, it's just i don't like or do people have nothing else to do in their life other than tell on each other well, because i feel yeah. like it's just maybe people did this before but i feel like this year has been like ramped up a lot it, it makes them feel like they're doing something they're, when they're, they're not actually doing yeah anything. well yeah, and they're and they're and they're powerful and they're doing this for the greater good or whatever the hell yeah. that means i've noticed that with a lot of things this year it seems to me that a lot of people have heard a lot of stories about uh civil rights marches and movements and things that happened before their time and that they've kind of appropriated all of those feelings and they want the same sense of like uh something bigger than themselves and um i really am trying to stay away from what i'm getting at here but like i think they want something that's greater than themselves but one they don't want the oppression that comes with it on the one side and on the other side they don't want to connect i think to the one thing that actually could give them that sense so yeah i think that's why um, it's probably just filling the hole of nihilism, you know? Yeah. Even though they could have meaning in their lives, but I don't know. I feel like this generation, I get, we're going to get real deep now. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Like this generation is just very nihilistic. And maybe that's because we didn't have a lot of struggles in our life, like compared to generations before. I don't know. Well, it's also about this, um, like, instant gratification whatever so like whenever when someone those together yeah and whenever someone tells you hey wear a mask and, and you know and all that stuff they go oh man I, I felt great when i told someone to wear a mask oh boy that was almost like an orgasm that felt amazing okay. you know and it's just <laughs> i mean think about how great people felt by putting a black box on their like computer screen oh, when yeah. literally even the black lives movement was like please stop doing this oh, right, clogging right. the feed yeah, right like, like you're taking away from actual like black people's voices when you just post a picture of a black square that doesn't do anything for anyone thanks. if you yeah. really want to do something maybe donate your money not to black lives matter but like to an actual charity that helps black people or you know, like black. buy something from a black-owned business if you really care. Like that's a much better way to support black people than donating to Black Lives Matter, which ended up being just another cover for the Democrats. So, are yeah. be friends with black people. Like that's the biggest thing. I know so many people that are hardcore Black Lives Matter, like in Los Angeles, and they don't have any black friends. And I'm like, hmm? meet black people. Like talk to them that like that's like a good way to like learn about like what black people are into and like what they want for life like don't listen to what's on the media don't listen to this movement because it would i know that it's going to shock a lot of people but black people are individuals like everyone else and they all think differently exactly my son's best friends like two or three of them are black and when I was explaining Black Lives Matter to him, he was in tears because he was afraid that he wasn't going to be able to be friends with them anymore because he didn't understand. And he didn't. He was like, I don't want to be bad. And I'm like, you're not. 
You're not bad. You're not, they're not bad. No, no, there's, there's not like your group of friends has nothing to do with this. And it's hard to explain that to a five-year-old to, you know, five, six-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's frustrating to watch. I keep going back to this, but I keep going back to it because I know that it's going to come back up. We're pretending that all of these riots or we're not, but a lot of people are pretending that the riots are going to stop and that all this is going to stop. No. What's going to happen is Joe and Kamala are going to get in office. Things aren't going to change fast enough. There's going to be another police, whatever, um, which I would just like to say, if anyone's noticed this past week, apparently the police haven't done anything to anyone. So like, I mean, great for them, I guess, like during election weeks, cops don't kill people or something. (laughs) Even though apparently there was riots and there was people chanting that, you know, those basically get rid of Trump and get rid of Biden. So those were joy. Yeah. I think some of those were joyful riots. So I think, I think that's very peaceful, very peaceful, peaceful. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Oh, is that I, Denver? The one that's like liberalism is the cause of like fascism or whatever. Cause I saw like a yeah. march in Denver where that was. The I thing think that's the one. Oh yeah. my gosh. So you're against liberalism. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh no. Yeah. It's kind of weird when you think, yeah, if the left is against liberalism, does that mean they're just full socialists? I, I mean, well, did I don't you guys, anything else other than I, monarchy? I don't even, I, don't, I can't even, I don't even know about any of these names anymore. Liberalism, fascism, I don't even know what they mean anymore. Nothing means yeah, anything. I don't know. Who's a libertarian? I have no idea. I know. I don't even know what libertarianism means. Like, what about libertarians for Joe? I guess they're real happy. Yeah, now. I guess they, they're quiet now, as you've noticed. Nobody, I, don't, I haven't seen any of their tweets anymore. Where, where are they at? Yeah, Richie Cassano's wife gave, or whatever. Her husband gave her a talking to, I think. Hey, yeah. he won. You can you can calm down now. Oh, okay. Put yourself down, okay? You went and voted for Joe. It's also National Sandwich Day, so. <laughs> that, that's true, yeah. Yeah. It's funny, too, because in his, um, one of his, I don't know if it was considered an acceptance speech or whatever, but that speech he did where he's in front of the Chase, he, it was like a, there was like Chase Bank or something behind him. I was like, wow, that's really appropriate. But, um. <laughs> He was saying, like, listen to all these people. You know, I like to thank all these people, you know, Republicans and Democrats and conservatives and progressives. Guess who he didn't list off? Libertarians. So I guess all libertarians who voted for Joe Biden, he don't give a shit about you. No. All the Reason Magazine people who voted for Libertarian? (laughs) Ha ha, good one. Yeah, Joe Biden, sorry. I should probably say Joe Biden, not Joe Jorgensen. Yeah. Joe, Joe Biden. I want to, did you guys notice that, like, the level of speeches that Kamala has been giving though. Like, could, could do you think, I don't even, I don't even know what Mike Pence's voice sounds like. Like, but Kamala she's, Harris, yeah. I mean, she's out there. Like, she's like, we are co-presidents now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's just now. to take over, right? She has to learn how to give those speeches because pretty soon she'll be giving all of them. Yeah. How many people do you think that actually voted for Joe Biden were, actually mainly voting for Kamala Harris. Like how many of those votes do you think? The majority. Um, yeah. I, you know what I I don't I don't know. I think people <laughs> didn't like Kamala Harris, but I think that they I think that they they swallowed the pill of Joe Biden because they're like, well at least we'll get like a lady um vice or at president. Least it's not Trump, you know. Yeah it, it... Well, yeah, and it's funny because I knew there was a lot of shenanigans going on when MSNBC was like well, people don't normally vote against a president. They normally vote because they love someone. And we're like, 
No, they didn't. That was not what happened here. Like, this was not people that were like, Joe Biden, I really like what he has to say. Really? Really? Do you like him running on a platform of blah, 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 blah? Yeah. <laughs> True international pressure. What is this platform? At least when Trump was running, we kind of knew where he was running on immigration and bringing the jobs back. Yeah, you know? let's let's build a wall. Joe Biden right. thinks he's running against George Bush. Like, <sighs> I don't understand what people were like. Oh, yeah. And then they say, like, he'll bring decency back to the office, like the the, the office of president. Fuck Being a president. Yeah, there's no there's no decency in that. Being a mass murder on a grand yeah. scale is not decent. You're yeah, I want I want Donald Trump hung and and buried under the White House. That's what I want Donald Trump to. Ha- I want, that's what I want to happen to him. But I guess it's not going to happen. It's like when um, everyone was saying, you know, oh, it's only a matter of time to Hillary Clinton's in prison. Well, the clock is still we're still running that yeah. clock. It still hasn't happened yet. And all the left people, because I've seen on Twitter, all oh, it's only a matter of time that Donald Trump's in jail. They're they're going to have some courts on him and and all this stuff. It's like, it's, it's like if that happens. I would be extremely surprised if they actually, because yeah. even during his presidency, they were saying that he's gonna, they're gonna handcuff him and take him out or whatever, not like kill him, or whatever, you know, take him out of the White House or something like yeah. that. And it's like, man, pretty much in a way, you can pretty much just say that Donald Trump now is the swamp. Like he's part of the swamp now, right? Because he was supposed yeah. to drain the swamp. Well, maybe two percent it drained a little bit, but other than that, I don't know what else he's done them to me be like yeah he drained that swamp or whatever like I, that you know i think there's a couple well i mean not that part of it but um let's i my theory is that the real person in charge of the united states a real person that runs the whole show is mitch mcconnell hmm. and i'm willing to like i'm willing to fight people on that because mitch mcconnell has made mitch mcconnell is the one that gets like Supreme Court justices in Mitch McConnell's the one that kind of has been able to like wrangle Donald Trump in and get him to kind of move towards the establishment a little bit. Mitch McConnell's the one that's like the cockroach that stuck around in the GOP after all of this shakedown. So like, because uh, there's a lot of people too that are like Mitch McConnell might run for president. He's not because he's right where he wants to be because there's nowhere else like he can't get. He can just do this for life. Yeah. So. Um, I think there was a lot of that going on, but I think Donald Trump did do some good things like letting the Patriot Act expire. I think that was a good thing. Yeah. Um, What actually happened? Why did like, why is the first time I heard of this yesterday? Because Donald Trump did it. It feels Barack Obama. They won't be praising him. Like he's some awesome. I mean, they already do, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I I mean, I just like haven't even heard of this until someone put it in my mentions yesterday. I was like, Wait, really? I also, I don't know if this is a rumor or not, but Dick Cheney and Biden, potentially. I don't know if that's rumor, but. Yeah, I have no seen, idea. But... I haven't seen any sources on that. It's yeah. just Dick Cheney is the one that encouraged Joe Biden to run for president. They have a long friendship, so I don't know. It could be. Dick Cheney. Yeah, that would be hilarious, though, if that ha- I mean, hilarious in a bad way. If, if, if Dick but... Cheney is going to actually be a part of the foreign policy uh, part of his administration, whatever, you can probably look forward to more terrible relations with North Korea because he's – wait, wait, Clinton was in office. The Korean relationship was okay, whatever. But once Bush came in, it was like, we're going to yeah. scrap that. You know, It's like the Iran nuclear deal. We're going to scrap that. We're going to start over yeah. again, whatever. And – I don't know about you, but I'd rather have Donald Trump or whoever in there to be 
nice or at least be friendly to Kim Jong-un or something like not just be like, man, that guy's an asshole. I hate that guy. Or what, when Joe Biden called him a thug multiple times. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kim yeah. Jong-un looks at that and goes, man, this guy's going to be real nice to me. I'm sure he's going to be best friends with me. Yeah. I don't think yeah. so. So, yeah, we, I, I don't, I don't know what's, what's going to happen. I mean, North Korea not doing like missile strike tests against us for the last three and a half years. Like that was kind of cool. I'm, yeah. I'm going to miss that. Um, <laughs> oh, the missile out there. Wow. This is great. Like, like not, not like the relations with Israel are going to get really bad again. Like that kind of sucks. Like four years of not having well, any. Well, Benjamin, Net- Benjamin Netanyahu did say, ah, oh, Joe Biden's a great friend to Israel. Yeah. Benjamin Netanyahu's an idiot. <laughs> Honestly, like there is a reason as much as Israel helped my family out, I could never live there because it's just socialism asterisks for Jews, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's the worst. Like, it, it's living there is so expensive, it's basically impossible. So, wow. I didn't know that. All I know about Israel is that their healthcare is really good, or people tell me that it's really good, and that apparently IVF is free. Meanwhile, we're spending thousands of dollars. I guess we should just move to Israel for a year and then come back. (laughs) I I totally believe that. And I'm pretty sure their healthcare is socialized. So, (laughs) and thanks to the United States, like, thanks for the money, y'all. Like, I'm against money to Israel and everyone else, to everyone. No money. No money. I agree. Shouldn't be a. Well, subsidizing any other country because we should probably focus on our own country. Yeah, and everyone focusing on this change, whatever, with Biden Harris administration. That ain't gonna change, that's for sure. Yeah. Like there's a well, lot. I don't know. And like with the defund the police. And that was, I think that was one of the mistakes with when Donald Trump was kind of trying to paint the Harris, even I'm doing it, the, the Biden Harris administration. He said Harris Biden. <laughs> oh, I'm, no, I'm you, trying to yeah, think you about got it. it right oh, the first time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. But like, you know, the Biden-Harris administration being this, oh, they're anti-cop, whatever. Man, come on, stupid. You know that's not true. Come on. Yeah. People have already been on Twitter, like, like making memes on the left, like, oh, Kamala locked my cousin up. Yeah, but did he deserve it? Like, they're, yeah. like just like that, they so like stupid. cops again. They're good. Cops are awesome. Like, we need more cops. Cops are the best. Who? Nobody ever said anything about cops. What are you talking about? We love cops. Like cops the cop awesome. is the president. The cop should definitely yeah. be president. All the cops. We just want everyone to be a cop now or something. I, we're, we wish there was more of them. Like, let's give them batons. Let's give them more funding. Let's give them thanks. Yeah. Let's give them all the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, uh, it was strange that, like, Trump saying that they're going to be anti-cop. Like, Joe's in there, like, strengthening the 1994 crime bill as we speak. Yeah, and wanting to raise the cops' income and all that stuff. Yeah, so it'll be interesting because, I mean, I guess there's two factions of the left right now where they were united under Trump. But now that, I guess, Biden is projected to be president-elect, yeah. I wonder if they're going to go back to being against each other because we got the Democrats who are okay with, like, policing and stuff. And they're kind of more and like the, centrist. And the, yeah, and then the more AOC progressive. And then wing. they have the progressive wing who are still going to protest police brutality and everything. So, Well, did you guys see that leaked, like, Zoom call with, I think, Bernie, AOC, and I think it was Claire McCaskill? It was like, they, she was, I think it was Claire McCaskill. Um, I would look it up if my computer would start. Um, 
but she was going off saying that we can't have the super progressive left and uh, defund the police and all this stuff. And AOC kind of like fired back, like you should have ran a better campaign. And so they're already infighting, like, which I'm like, yes, yes, this is good. Um, I, I want to see it. Um, because Joe Biden ran on a platform of I'm not AOC. Joe Biden tried to distance himself from that um, progressive left. And I don't know if it was for the old or if it was that's how he really feels. Um, but I don't know what's going to happen because I know like like Chuck Schumer is willing to pretty much do whatever the squad tells him to. Um, Nancy Pelosi I think that she, I think Nancy Pelosi still thinks that she um, has these girls under control and she doesn't realize that she's about to get steamrolled. I mean, she might get steamrolled in the midterms. She's getting um, put on the list for sure. We're all getting put on the list because yeah. I don't know if you saw AOC's tweet about the list, but we're all going on the list. Oh yeah. Speaking of lists, I have, a, I have an article about that. Just, you guys are really good at transitions. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, you know, this is from uh, RT. So for some people, that's considered uh, blasphemy. Um, that's terrifying, by the way. Yeah. So the, the headline is Democrats and never Trumpers compiling lists of Trump supporters in case they try to deny complicity in future. I'm not even sure what that means. What does like, that even mean? Like how wouldn't every single person be complicit? Like, because it's all the same country or just, do we just pick and choose? Like, these yeah, people it, are evil. These yeah, are it, wicked, evil people. And they need to be, it needs to be said. We need to start calling them out and stop saying like, haha the party of love and unity we need to say you people are wicked and evil what the hell is wrong with you and shame them the way that they've shamed everybody else like this is sick this is sick they're the fascists like they're putting people on lists for wrong things like they will do stuff to the opposition whereas trump i don't know people talk shit about him for you know the whole presidency he didn't do anything to anyone so but he's i mean they literally fascist. Yeah. Every single thing that they've said about Trump is what they're doing. Day one, like Joe Biden was like, we need to be a united America. Joe Biden's supporters were like, are you go on the list? It was yeah. just, it's like, what are you talking about? Be united, but then some people will go on a list. Yeah. Like what? So I guess united, the, the definition of united is probably changed. It means yeah, it's united or it's united or else. Yeah. So. Um, so I wanted to kind of go a little bit over this article because um, I don't know if you saw her tweet, uh, AOC, that I'm talking about, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Ocasio-Cortez. Um, so she tweeted out, is anyone archiving these Trumps, I don't know how you say that, psychopaths, whatever, yeah, psychopaths, for when they try to downplay or deny their complicity in the future? I foresee decent probability of many deleted tweets, writings, photos in the future. And then... There's this one here is the one that really kind of sparked people's interest even more is this guy, Michael Simon, who I guess was part of the Obama administration, uh, said, yes, we are. His name was Michael Simon. Yes, we are. The Trump Accountability Project 
That's the name of the group. Every administration staffer, campaign staffer, bundler, lawyer who represented them, everyone. And then um, it's funny too because everyone was kind of going at Michael Simon after that. And then he, I guess, deleted that tweet and apparently privated his account. Yeah. Isn't that like ironic? Oh, Jennifer Rubin, of course. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have her in my drafts. Isn't she the most conservative person in the whole world? Well, the funny thing about that is that she doesn't have conservative in her Twitter bio anymore. Like she took that out because I guess it wasn't convenient. Maybe she'll be conservative now that Joe Biden's in. Maybe she'll be like, you know, I think we should be taxed at 30%, not 31%, Joe Biden. That's real conservative. I don't know. We have a lot of uh, that whole thing. I mean, I've just been disappointed with watching everyone lately. Um, except Justin Amash. I expected exactly that Justin Amash tweet that came out. It was like, congratulations, Joe Biden. Like, yay, Justin. I'm glad that Trump's out of office. I'm glad you get more socialism. Like, what? Yeah. Well, he did say, too, he's like, I'm going to say the same thing I said to Trump. I'm going to hold you accountable, Joe, if you don't, if you do things I don't like. Okay. Been in office 50 years. Like, has he not done stuff that you don't like over the last 50 years of him being in office? I don't know. But he wasn't president, so it doesn't, it doesn't matter, I guess. It doesn't but count. Now that he's president, he can do whatever he wants. I don't know. These everybody's and in... it's hard. It's hard not to be angry at like a lot of people yeah. right now, and at the same time, also like just. I just want all of it to like be over and move on and like move forward. Like I am really trying to find the best way as somebody that lives in California and has no say in the matter to like, how do we garner people to really go out and vote in Georgia for, you know, Republican senators in January because of this runoff. And in Alaska, too, because now apparently Alaska's decided that they're going to be a blue state, which um, they, they think could go their their senator could go um, Democrat and uh, which really? to me just screams of shenanigans. But I think we really need to, like, rally to make sure that people in Alaska and people in Georgia really vote red because the best thing for, like, liberty minded people is gridlock. The next two years, gridlock. Mm-hmm. If you couldn't have asked for a better situation than government not being able to do anything. So um, I know a lot of people, Liberty people are upset about Trump right now. Um, I'm going to be upset if we lose the Senate too. Like that's when I will be terrified because that's even way more upsetting. Like, okay, fine. We didn't the president. Okay, fine. But Senate, that one's a big one. And if we lose that, then we're actively screwed. Yeah. I just I mean, can't... sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I was surprised that you said that Alaska, it might be turning blue. Cause I always think of them as like, you know, they're more rural. Yeah, they're going to be red. It's all right. Yeah. I guess that's what people thought about Texas too, though. So I don't right. know. Hey, I drove back to Texas for early voting and I went and I voted with my parents. Like we did the thing because apparently Texas was a swing state. I don't know. They, they said it was, so I did the thing. Alaska doesn't have to start counting until Tuesday. 
So I think the 10th, today's the eighth. So the 10th is when they are going to start doing because they're 50% counted right now. And there's a lot of reports saying that they could go blue. I think that they probably will stay red because they don't have to stuff ballot boxes since Joe's already got it. But you never know um, because they're still, the left is still like, oh, okay, we have the president now, the Senate. My guess is that if there's shenanigans going on, I, like I said, establishment GOP is in on it. I don't think they're going to let Democrats have like the presidency, the House and the Senate, especially since the left is so radicalized. Mm -hmm. And I will say this, if the left has control of all three, I don't think it's going to be like when the GOP in 2017, 2018 had complete control of the House, the Senate and the presidency. I think that it's going to be like crazy climate stuff pushed through um, this Joe Biden, like gun tax that he, you know, he wants to push that uh, it's, I don't know what it's officially called, but I think it's called guns for the rich. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, yeah, Joe, yeah, just so Joe Biden is guns for the rich. Like he's pro guns for the rich. And that's the only thing I can imagine because that's the only people that are going to be able to have guns. Um, Joe Biden does not want for people to have guns. Uh, there's going to be this like, whatever he's going to call M4A because he doesn't want to be associated with M4A, but he's going to try and push that, that this like stronger Obamacare, which scares me because I don't want my kid having to have like some trash insulin mm. because he wants to take away our healthcare, um, which sorry, I'd like, I can't even think about a future with these people in complete control of our lives. Yeah, it worries us too because we're still in the middle of fertility treatments and if we lost certain insurance coverages, it would just be, it could be the end of the road for us in a bad way. Yeah, that's so, why we're anti-lockdown. Anti-lockdown. Sorry to like bring everyone down. I just, no, I mean, I feel for you. it's true. It's just like, it's awful what it's doing to people. Like, the, Like the health insurance is the big thing. It's like, God, even COVID, like people can't even go in for cancer treatments anymore. It's just like this healthcare thing is insane and they're holding us hostage and it's just so scary. I, I feel for all of you and I worry about my future kids when, when and if that happens. It's just so scary. Yeah, and seeing people having to visit their loved ones when they go into a nursing home, but they can't go inside. They have to do it outside of a window. And it's just like, what kind of society are we that we, that, that's what we're going to do. We, when we're talking to people who are pretty much at the end, you know, but we're not allowed to hug them or, you know, hold their hand or anything like that. We just, we can just tap on the glass, you know, like they're fish or something. Telling women that are having cancer treatments and uh, full mastectomy uh, that, that they're, having all of the surgery done that they can't have a uh, breast reconstruction surgery the same day, which is yeah. uh, that's cool. provable, demonstrable, uh, better outcomes for them because that's an elective surgery. Even though we know that trying to go back and do that later has much poor outcomes. I mean, it to me is like the party that's supposed to be pro woman and right pro-equality and down with the patriarchy could could you uh, even think of something that is more anti-woman than that i couldn't even imagine telling women that i'm 
like sorry to bring your show down like oh it's fine like, well they pretend to be pro-human but i mean first of all the whole abortion thing you're clearly not pro-human and then all of this like you don't even want people to interact with each other anymore like this is as far as you want it to go zoom calls like you don't want people to interact you want people to be isolated it's just awful yeah, and I mean, like, if they were actually pro-human, they wouldn't be subsidizing or wanting subsidizing for abortion. They would be funding fertility treatments. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, when you when you abort your child, you feel empowered. And, you know, you can still you know, move on and do your career or whatever, you know. It's just weird because, like, when I ask people, like, what was so bad that Donald Trump, like, you know, pers oh, yeah. personally did to them, the only thing they can come up with was is that – uh he threatened to take away women's rights. Threatened. Yeah. And then I asked, what, what women's rights are we talking about? And then they say, well, you know, like our right to an abortion. Like so I'm like, do it. so the only thing that you care about is whether you can kill your baby in the womb or not. It's not like that. And what? Still do it. Like it's still legal. I mean, I don't want it to be, but you could still do it. Like what the hell are you talking about? Oh, he threatened. And, yeah. And let's talk about facts. Let's really talk about facts because Donald Trump could like, the GOP could not have given a bigger boon to abortion in 2017 and 2018. They had the house. They had a bill on the table, yeah. on the table. All they had to do was sign it. And it would have put across the country abortion restrictions that were like, I think at 20 weeks, something like that, that was like a real good compromise. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have mean, it, it didn't mean that they couldn't have tried later to like make stricter abortion laws. What they did is not even sign it. And the immediate backlash to what they did and when they knew that it was going to be immediate backlash is that we had uh, two states immediately go to full-term abortion up to 40 weeks with mm -hmm. absolutely no restriction except saying that it was on a medical, a medical necessity. And a medical necessity could have meant that you had like a mental issue it would make you sad to have that baby and that's what like this medically induced abortion at 40 weeks could was that was an immediate backlash and then we had more states that followed after that so anybody that comes with that argument is willfully ignorant or they know exactly what happened and they're just liars they're just lying liars from liar town like i don't even it may it, it it they should be turning around and be and, and thanking the GOP for the absolute ridiculous fumble that just went on in 2018. Like should just be like the, like they should be pro GOP at that point because the GOP to me at that point what they did was said we want abortion always on the table because yep, this is yep. our wedge issue and it will always get people to vote for us. Exactly. If they if they took care of that then the conservatives wouldn't even care about voting anymore because for so many people, pro-life is the deciding issue. It's just like, if you lose that, then people won't vote for you. But, you know, it's not about the unborn children. It's about the votes. It's ridiculous. I hate it. And the money. It's more about the money than anything and the power and the votes. And Yeah. And if they if they did sign that and everything like that to where – you know, no abortion or anything like that. After 20 weeks. Yeah, after 20 weeks. Or just, or even the GOP was, okay, no more abortion. That's, we can't do it anymore. Well, then you can just say, well, if you're going to vote for me or whatever, if you're running on that platform, so I'm going to defend that, right? Like that, I get, but I guess that's not as appealing as, hey, uh, 40 weeks, oh man, you better vote for me because 
20 weeks is okay, but 40 weeks? Oh, hell no. We can't do yeah. we can't go down that road, you know? And that's what the GOP did immediately. Yeah. They, they like, right away, they were like, they're letting abortion go. Like, yeah, we know. You that's let like, them. Yeah. What you do know, you I, think the opposing team is going to do when you fumble the ball and they pick it up? They're going to run for the goal thing, whatever. <laughs> Field goal, touchdown. I don't know. I don't know sportsing. <laughs> Colorado had an initiative to try to, uh, like, limit abortion from 40 weeks, which is absolutely disgusting. I'm embarrassed to live here um, to 22 weeks, which, again, that's half a freaking pregnancy. Still shouldn't be aborting at that point, but... Again, viable at that point, but all right. Exactly. But okay, compromise. And no, of course, the crazies in this freaking dumb state, no, they don't care about kids. Like, oh yeah, free kindergarten for all, but also kill them before they make it to like birth. So hell. It's insane to me. I and like what it I, I don't know. I don't even know if we want to even get into that because there's just so there's just so much ridiculousness that goes on in that whole uh, over over the whole issue of abortion that uh, but that that specific thing where people say trump wants to take away a woman's right to choose like he, he wouldn't even be in charge of that yeah like, it doesn't make like, sense none of it none of it makes sense like the other what is the other thing that they say is like he wants to take away gay rights like He's the most pro-gay rights president we've ever had. Didn't you and, want to like make like killing gay people illegal like worldwide or something? Yeah. Something. <laughs> oh gosh. Like they fight straw man arguments because they they okay, it's not like he's perfect. He's done plenty of bad. They just refuse to actually call out the bad stuff and just talk about like weird, dumb straw man bullshit. It's like you can actually point to some pretty crappy things he's done. He's not a perfect guy, but you're choosing the like completely wrong hill to die on as far as this goes. Yeah, and like I just wanted to mention because you had mentioned um about uh the abortion thing. Um I didn't really think about that that they use it for voting because a lot of my um like very traditional or very conservative friends we're all saying like, oh, we all have to go out and vote because we have to vote. We have an obligation to vote for the person who's pro-life or the party that's pro-life. But I guess that's kind of what they were doing. Like, that's what the party was doing on purpose because they know that people are going to do that. They, yeah. have, they have that base in their pocket. Like, that's 100% confirmed. Pro-life are voting for the pro-life candidates who can't seem to do a single thing about abortion. Mm -hmm. I mean, they can't vote on fiscal conservative see the one thing that they can say about donald trump as far as being pro-life and being a pro-life president i think he is the first president that ever went to like of the pro-life march mm -hmm. um he is the first president that really has stood like and against abortion and as far as starting new wars go like he's a mass murderer but he's like the least of the mass murder presidents that we've had like including obama and clinton like since um i think like the 1960s like he's he's killed less um like you know people in other countries um he hasn't got us in any new wars so in in that instance um he's more pro-life um but yeah really i i was really i, I 
I'm still really upset that that happened with the GOP because it opened my eyes to where it was like, how could you do that? Like, hmm. this is a, these are actual people that you're letting die because of politics so that you can keep future voters. Like you're, you're sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're like letting. Sorry, thanks, we're, getting, <laughs> we're getting real down now. <laughs> uh it's Sunday afternoon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys can't hear from the best. This is how we like, bring oh. up the show from all this, uh, you know, terrible abortion. He's like, I put pants on before I came in. What? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. It would actually be funny if he just came with underwear on. Like, hey, it's par for the course. He's done that before. Didn't he do that in boxers one time? Remember, he walked by and I was like, <laughs> like, you know what? Yeah. Whatever. It's just that's part of the Freckles and Brit show. That's just yeah. That's cool. <laughs> that's what people do. Yep. Uh, yeah, my kids have both like ran in before, like in their underwear, where I've had to like turn the camera off, and I'm like, mm -hmm. no, <laughs> you know, they're crazy. They're all like wild. One time I was on a Zoom meeting with some people, and you almost walked in completely naked. Oh. That was <laughs> I don't know what stopped me from going on the other side of this wall here, but <laughs> I must have had a, I don't know. I saw like his head pop in the camera and I'm like, no, no. <laughs> oh man. That would have been, that would have been worse than, what's that guy's name? Jeffrey Tubin. Oh, oh, no. oh man. Never mind. Okay. My husband was in a work meeting like last week and he was like, I can't change my name. And I didn't know that the meeting had started. And I was just wearing like a t-shirt and underwear and I came in and I was like, I was like, let me do this. And I was like, are you in your meeting? And he was like, yeah, you need to be quiet. I was like, you couldn't have told me that. Like, I don't know what anybody saw, but like, good for them. But like, I was just like, I can't, like, why wouldn't you say something? So yeah, this whole Zoom thing is, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, that's a good point to end it. We started out talking about Zoom, and then we're going to end it talking about Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Circle. Yeah. So uh, if you want to go ahead and uh, plug whatever you want, uh, plug your show or anything like that, um, Freckles can go ahead first. Okay. Hey, yeah. I'm at, at, at Freckled Liberty, both on Twitter and Parlor. Probably don't follow me. I talk too much. Uh, and I'm half of Freckles and Brit. We do streaming on Sunday mornings. Typically, it's brunch with Freckles and Brit. Uh, but we took a break this week because I got in late last night and I was half alive. So, um, I'm the other half of Freckles and Brit. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we I we're I'm there the same time she is on Sunday mornings, brunch with Freckles and Brit. And you can find me on Twitter at Tweets by Brit on Parlor at Parley's by Brit, but um, I'm never on because Parlor's the worst, so do better, Parlor. Um, and then I think we have, we have a show coming up in a couple weeks that we're gonna do um, like a pro-life charity, so you guys can kind of look out for that, hmm. um, uh, that we're gonna be raising money for. It's actually not, it's a women's pregnancy center and we're gonna be talking about abortion and pro-life and stances and views, so. Um, yeah, and we'll yeah. have um, like some, pro-choice not pro-abortion people on as well because some pro-choice people are cool with donating money to like make sure women don't get abortions because they want to be safe and rare and as much as i still disagree with those people i can kind of half respect that 
So yeah. So we think it's kind of cool that they're willing to come on and help us um, do that. We don't have the exact date set up. We had to move it. So. Um, and if you yeah, guys want to join us in that at some point, we'll be on for a few hours. I'm, I'm sure we'd. Yeah, you guys are both welcome to join us. Well, sounds good. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. <laughs> well, right. thank you so much for coming on and taking time out of your day to talk with us. So Thanks for, Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, yeah all right. And uh, for everyone watching and listening, we will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.